Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Hi everybody. Hello. Welcome to episode 10. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. (laughs) We're finally on an even episode, or not an even, I mean, we're on, I don't know, 10. (laughs) It's very special for some reason. Every 10. Every 10. Wow, I can't believe it's been that many. That's crazy. I know it's really exciting because like I didn't even think we were gonna do this podcast. <laughs> I know it's like so and every, just to plan it. Yeah. Every time it's my week though, it stresses me out because I'm like, dang it, like well, well, actually me too a little bit. And I always get worried with the way that I read stories. I'm always like, oh, I feel like I'm being weird. And then people no, are like, you're a good you're storyteller. Story and I'm like, You are oh me. I feel like a, a weirdo. Like, I mean. As time goes on, I think it'll get easier, but it's just like. No, I, I definitely know. feel like you're getting better and better. Yeah. Cause you're like, you're, you know, reading from notes, but you don't want to want to make it sound like that. So what mm-hmm. I do is I like have my notes as like a, a baseline, but I improvise, mm-hmm. not improvise, but I like say it in my own words a lot. Yeah. Like most of the time I try to read at least like most of it, but then like change it a little bit like in my own words yeah because you want it to obviously be factual but like, yeah tell it like you're just telling me a story mm-hmm. you know yeah well what are you um up to this weekend um well I actually had a busy weekend well it's only like Saturday right now but <laughs> um I woke up early I had to get my blood taken for you know, some tests for my new doctor. And that was fun waking up early. And then I went to brunch with uh, one of my friends. And how was brunch? What did you order? I had a Cal, oh, not a California omelet. Uh, It was uh, ABC omelet. I don't know what that means, but cool. Did you get a mimosa? No, I just got coffee. (sighs) Lame. It's not a real brunch if you don't have a mimosa. Well, she can't really drink, so it kind of feels weird if I was. Why is she pregnant? No, she has a health condition. Oh, she can't really like uh, drink, which I don't mind. Like, yeah, but we had such good brunch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an alcoholic uh, influence. (laughs) You are. I know. Well, what are you drinking right now? Let's mention that. I I'm drinking Stella Rosa Black Rose, or I think it's called Black Rose. I don't know. It's a black uh some type of red wine <laughs> that sounds about right yeah only you would know because <laughs> you know the wines I do not drink Stella Rosa that is pure juice, <laughs> juice. it's not even alcohol but you know what um my neighbor she said that she's like the best one is Snoop Dogs and I'm like my friend drinks that <laughs> the red blend and the rosé they're both top-notch I recommend mm-hmm yeah, so I'll have to try that. But I still <laughs> have my like box. It. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's well, she said it was sweet, though. It, does he have a sweet one? No, I mean sweet compared to Stella Rosa. No. no but sweeter, maybe. 
Maybe. I feel like I let you try it, though. I feel like I drank it at your house one time before I left. I don't remember. I do, because I took a video and I was all Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you tried it. I don't know. And you didn't maybe. like it. Probably. You're like a... I still have my box wine that's just sitting in my closet that I only drink on our podcast days, so... Yeah, and you could get, like, one, like, drink one to two two glasses per episode we record, and it'll still Mm -hmm. last you for forever. I know. By the time I'm, like, almost done with it, it'll probably be bad. (laughs) It'll probably taste weird. No. How long does it last? Well, it says 30 days, but I've let mine last, like, way longer than that. Oh, okay. You'll well, be fine. I guess we'll you find won't out. die. <laughs> Good. Maybe you will and you'll become a ghost and oh, you better haunt me. I will. <laughs> I will haunt too. Perfect. So what about you? Um, I mean, today I kind of like, I don't know why, but I, I like went to Walmart and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I love I was Walmart. just like, this is a great Walmart trip because I'm really obsessed right now, like with sleeping stuff, like soaps, lotions, sprays, mm-hmm. just anything with melatonin or lavender in it. And they have really good Dr. Teal's stuff there. That's really cheap. Oh, mm-hmm. So I bought like my daughter, some bath salt that has melatonin and stuff in it. So I put it in her bath and I oh, gave her melatonin okay. while she was in the bath and she crashed like right after really? her bath. Oh, yeah, I was like, all right. Oh, I'll and probably have to I, start doing that on like weekends because then like what if I don't wake up for work <laughs> <laughs> true I mean because I take I'm just so obsessed with like I have the Dr. Teal's um sleep spray that I spray all over my bed too and I put like essential oils of like melatonin and lavender and chamomile that I put in my diffuser and I'm just mm-hmm. like my room is like a sleep oasis and then I, yeah I can't get up in the morning to go work out though so <laughs> It's a win-lose situation. And then, yeah, it is. But tomorrow, um, I hope to get up early enough to maybe go to the gym and then go to church. And then my friend's grandma is having a tree decorating party, I guess. <laughs> We're having Dion's. Oh. <laughs> so you know it's a party. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to eat the salad, so don't worry. I'm not going to eat any of their delicious pizza. Um, <laughs> so sad well, that's okay because you can always have cheat days like once you're at that point yeah once I get to my like mm-hmm. close to my goal I'll have like more often cheat days and stuff but yeah I have a cheat day every day <laughs> <laughs> your life is a cheat day <laughs> it is for now but yeah I'm gonna once I kind of I don't know I'm just not there yet right now but I'm hoping soon that like I'll get to that point where I'm like okay I need to focus on that but I'm just kind of in a weird place right now but oh no I'm always in a weird place trust me yeah but you have more self-control than I do I don't (laughs) I don't know about that girl I like lost so much weight last year and I literally gained it all back so yeah I I weigh more right now than I did when I was eight months pregnant with my daughter so I, I haven't even weighed myself. I'm, I'm always afraid to. So I'm just like, forget it. Well, plus I've been watching a thousand pound sisters and I'm like, I don't want to oh. become a thousand pound sister. So oh, yeah. it's motivation when you watch that kind of stuff. True. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm really excited to hear what you have to tell me today. And I okay. wonder if I've heard of it. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, you know, I had a couple stories that, you know, I wanted to tell, but 
I know you heard them. So this, I, so I kind of researched, okay, what is something that isn't like not Google. too well known? What but, has shelf? Yes, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> no, but this one was kind of very interesting. And then like, I don't know what like popped out about it, but then it was on Dateline. And then I'm like, perfect. Dateline has <laughs> all this stuff. That's such a you show. It is. Dateline. So usually I try to like listen to different podcasts because they have good information too. But then I was like, hey, like, and what's weird is I found the story on the podcast, but I didn't listen to the podcast. I just was like, oh, maybe they have like, you know, news articles. So then Dateline popped up. I was like, perfect. I'm like, oh, I yeah, found my a case story. with like, any type of documentary type mm-hmm. thing with it is always a and they deal. you know dateline had a lot more pictures and information than any news article so i was like this is my jam this is my jam so, <laughs> so you just sat back and relaxed i did i had to watch it twice so i just watched it just to kind of get it familiar with it and then i watched it and did my notes and i was like okay here we go uh-huh. um so this story is about the murder of Lynn Schockner from Bixie Knowles, a high-end suburb in Long Beach, California. Okay, so far I don't think I know it, so congratulations. (laughs) Lynn was a 50-year-old woman. She had a 14-year-old son named... What? When does this take place? Uh, 2004. Okay, got it, go. Uh, She had a 14-year-old son named Charlie with her estranged husband, Manfred, who they called Fred Schockner. (laughs) It's a weird name. Yeah, Manfred. Um, She just separated him at the time of her murder. Um, Lynn grew up in Ohio. She was a baby. (laughs) 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 She was the baby of the family, the only girl. She had two older brothers, John and Mark. Her brother, Mark, described her as a tentative child, unlike her brothers, who were more outgoing. Their father died when he was young. They didn't say at what age. They just said he was young. Uh, Lynn and her mother's relationship was not very good. uh, Her brother described it as like a love-hate type of relationship. Uh, She ended up getting married young. Uh, She moved to California with her new husband, but that didn't last very long. She divorced him and they didn't really mention anything other than she was married prior. Okay. And then one day she decided to go to a Dodgers game and that's where she met her future husband, Manfred, Fred, which I'm going to start calling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Manfred's too weird. Yeah. Uh, He was 14 years older than her. He was. I thought you were going to say he was 14 years old. I was all, dang, girl. It's too young. (laughs) Okay. He was a very, yeah, older. He was an older man. Uh, He was a very successful man that worked in aerospace, in the aerospace industry. And that's what drew her in. Like, she just liked that he was successful and, you know, he had everything Man, going for him. Man, how do you him. meet somebody at a Dodgers game or, like, I have game? no idea. I'm, like, so <laughs> single and I'm, like, looking for a man and I'm all, guess well, I'm going to a Dodgers, to a Dodgers game. game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then your dad's there and I'm all, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I want a young man. But then, I mean, 
yeah <laughs> I'm like just <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they had an intimate wedding on a boat and the captain Ooh. was yeah the captain was their um a priest that I would get so sick <laughs> I can tell you right now but I don't know like I haven't been on a boat in a long oh no I can't say that <laughs> I went on a boat this past yeah to go summer, fishing but, or whatever yeah but it was fun the last I, I time I was on a boat was when I went um whale watching when when my daughter was really little and we didn't see any whales but we saw a lot of dolphins oh well that would be better dolphins yeah. I love dolphins they were so cute <laughs> So, um, she wanted to show off her new life and her brand new, beautiful home. Uh, she was excited about this new chapter of her life and she wanted to work really hard for the second marriage to work. Um, it was, they were married for 11 years before she had her son, Charlie. Wow. Yeah. She really loved him. He was a center of her universe. Um, I think this he is what Good changed. Chuck. Yeah, they changed. He changed everything for her, um, and she made sure he had an amazing life. Um, but on the morning of November eighth, two thousand four, Lynn was woken up by her dog barking at the window. And <gasps> what type of dog? She Breed. had. I knew you're going to ask this. <laughs> so he was I a like white. Dogs. Yeah. A white American Eskimo named Zoe. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. We usually, we actually, um, I don't remember where we got her from, but we had one of the, I think she was an Eskimo. We had her um, for a little bit. Her name was December and she was a crazy ass dog. So really? it didn't last for Yeah. I don't forget where we got. I feel like somebody like got her and couldn't take care of her. Like, my um stepdad's mom or something and we had her for a little while and she was just way too crazy and then they got rid of her but uh, oh <laughs> sorry sad side note but uh-huh. anyways so her dog was barking at the window and um she woke up and she like looks out the window and she sees police at her door and they like you know wave to her to like open the door so she opens the door and they, so they can talk to her. And, and her husband's not home with her. No, it's just her. Um, so her next door neighbor called 911 claiming that there was a possible burglary happening at her house. Like he saw a prowler. Oh. And Lynn told the police that she had to go get a key to open the gate in her backyard. So she closes the door. And she goes back inside and they don't hear anything like more officers arrived. There was even some behind her house because there was an alleyway. Um, It wasn't long after she didn't return that they go inside her house and they found like it was pretty like her house was in disarray. Like they found like almost like there was a robbery. Uh, she was attacked and killed while the officers were literally right there. What? First of all, why would they let her just like go back inside and close the door? Like, that's just weird. If they think that there's an, a burglar in her home and they're like, yeah, go back inside and close that door. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And that, that's where my mind was just like, 
there's a possible prowler in her backyard, but you're going to let her go inside? Like, why wouldn't you say, look, ma'am, so she was let, home let us alone, check this out? Like her husband yeah, and her son her, weren't there? Her son was at school. Well, at school and she was sleeping? Yeah. What time was this? It was in the morning. I think around nine or something like that, or 11, between nine and 11, I think. I, I don't remember the exact time, but uh, I'm assuming she was a stay-at-home mom at this point because he was 14 um, or she was 50. So I don't, it didn't say if she worked well, or anything. Well, that's interesting because she like for 11 years, they didn't have a kid. So was she working until that point? Possibly. Like it didn't really mention anything about her job, which I found a, a little, um, maybe because he was very successful. Like yeah, way- she could have just been a stay at home wife. <laughs> yeah. At that point he was probably like, no, you don't have to work. Like, let me take care of you. Yeah, so very possible. So yeah, like um, what they, they, they found her lying on the floor in her backyard, right outside her door. In her, her backyard. F- yeah, because she was opening the back door because they said there was a prowler. So she yeah. had to unlock it. They found her with her throat cut. Oh, geez. Yeah. And what's even crazier is that the officers did not expect this to happen. Yeah. But the well, prowl- well, yeah, wait. but also. No, I'm talking a- about what happened the prowler jumped over the back fence where the officers were. He literally jumped right into Sounds their hands. Sounds like bad police work to me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, this was in California? Yeah, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so they found on him a bag of jewelry, a taser, cell phone. And oh, so a- they caught him. Yeah, he jumped over the fence. Like right in front of yeah, them. Yeah, but the, you didn't say they they grabbed him. You just said I did. I said right into their hands. You didn't say that. I literally liar. Woman. You're such a liar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay, he had a knife, but it almost looked like a dagger, like one that had like, like Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, but it had like almost like you can grab it like with the knuckles. It's like a dagger, like that, like a. I'll, I'll show you the pictures and we'll post them. But yeah, it, it, it literally looked like a knife that was made to kill, like kill somebody. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to use this for a robbery. Like, no. So, you know, was this just a burglary gone wrong or was this a planned murder to make it look like it? Yes, and my like, husband did it. All of this happened within a 10 minute span. Like her opening the door and this all happened during the day, broad daylight police right there. Like it, it, it's just a crazy situation. Like how could this even happen? Like, why did they let her go back in? Like, why didn't they escort her? Like, it's just mistakes were made. Even police, some of the police officers or like uh, it was the um, undercover cop. He was just like the, there was a lot of mistakes that were made it was just sloppy mm-hmm. sloppy work like they they just they made mistakes. I mean at least they caught him right yeah they he was there and he couldn't deny it like I think he tried to get out of it but you know you can't at that point like you're caught with everything you have a bloody knife so um 
Detective Richard Birdsall from the Homicide Division took the case on. Uh, and he wanted to make sure that there was no slip ups at this point. So there was things he had to hide from his from her family to ensure that they got their people. So they already got them. Or did they? So it was the husband. (laughs) There's a a lot more and it's crazy. So Nick Harvey or Nicholas Harvey was the prowler. He was a 22 year old. He had no criminal background. He seemed like a decent guy. There was just nothing, you know, in his past. Nothing in his past saying that he would rob or murder somebody. He was a personal trainer at a local gym from Port Port Wainimi in Ventura County. Mm -hmm. Um, What's interesting is why would he go all the way to Long Beach in his story? Murder for hire. To rob a neighborhood. Like, it literally makes no sense. Like, his story just didn't add up. And the police were just like, this guy's a liar. Like, Mm -hmm. but we got to find information. Like, we're just... There's just more to it and he'll get messy, you know, and he, his story was that it was a good area and, you know, he kept changing his story saying that, you know, the reason he went that far is because, you know, the law enforcement knew him where he lived. It was just a bunch of, I thought you said he didn't have any priors, but now the law enforcement knew him where he lived because he worked at the, out at the gym and you know how a lot of police officers work out at the gym. No. Well, never met one <laughs> well i i've when i used to work out at the gym there was always police officers there working out what gym at islands 24 hour fitness <laughs> and how to, did you know they were police because i had a friend that her husband was a police officer and i knew a lot of simi valley is a small town so <laughs> there was a there's a lot of cops that i know just driving around and i see them but i mean maybe his town Port Wayne Amy I don't know I've I only know the beach there so I don't really know like oh yeah I used to go I used to live in Ventura County so I know exactly what you're talking about yeah so I mean he he also claimed that he wanted to be a police officer so maybe that's how he knew a lot of them out wait there. isn't Wainimi where we used to go where they had that um fish restaurant at the top no that's um Malibu no 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 Mm -mm. it was by Nimi it was the one where that one girl introduced me to and it had like I know exactly yeah I've been there several times I don't know the beaches are all connected it's like Malibu Zuma like no but it was far from I remember one time we went to Wainimi and it was like fog was everywhere and so we're like oh let's go to Malibu and it it was me and Maddie though but we went (laughs) you're like as I'm the one that knows no but you've been to Wainimi too I have but not with you you haven't no I used to go there all the time I've I've been there like with my cousins and stuff and with my kids but I don't I don't think I've ever been with you I think you have you're lying I am a liar I'm being (laughs) a liar okay anyways so at first there was nothing proving that he had any ulterior motive it wasn't robbery yeah okay but that's his story but there's no other motive i don't believe it 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't until a man who knew Nick called the police claiming that he was offered money to drive him down to Long Beach. He told Nick that he was an enforcer for the local drug dealers and they arrested him as an accomplice. Um, but his story just didn't add up. And not long after they let him go because he just, I think they let him go to see like, cause it, there was nothing other than he said he drove him. So there was nothing connecting him. So they let him go, which kind of angered, you know, the people in the neighborhood. Cause they're like, you're letting people go. And this is supposed to be like a really safe neighborhood. Um, and even her husband, Fred threatened to sue the Long Beach PD. Um, but what's crazy. How is far is Long Beach from Point Winnie? 70 miles. So like an hour and a half. Yeah. Take. Uh -huh. okay. Um, they, the police said their reasoning was, um, for releasing the driver was to see if he would like reach out to anybody. And he didn't, he had no connection other than what he said. He, he drove Nick down to Long Beach and that was it. Um, so they continued to dig into Nick's past and they looked into his phone records and that's when they saw calls to and from a man named Frank. Harry. Jaramillo, Jaramillo, I think that's Jaramillo, Jaramillo, aka what they called him, El Cubano. The he was the Cuban. The Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> he was an ex-manager from a gym that Nick trained at. Um, but don't this date was, a personal trainer. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> So it was a little odd to be calling this man right before the murder. Mm -hmm. And was he involved? And how was he involved? You'll find out. Okay. Can't so wait. before Nick was arraigned, the detectives spoke to him to see if they can get any more information, like because they knew that if he got a lawyer, that they were done. So, you know, he just still like kind of stuck to his story, but then slowly he would change it. And then he said he was hired to hit the house, but mm -hmm. he, and he said it was just basically to rob. And then he finally opened up and said it was Frank who hired mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. to kill Lynn. He gave him $25,000, $2,500. <laughs> <laughs> twenty five hundred. Like, that's a lot of wait, twenty five hundred. No. That's yeah. Murder somebody. Twenty five hundred up front. Ew. And then he would get twenty five hundred after the job was mm -hmm. done. So basically five grand altogether. To take somebody's life. Yeah. Perfect. He even admitted to getting cold feet and it was like a fight or flight for in his head. Uh then he thought he was being set up. Cause he's like, how, how'd you guys get here so fast? Like he thought that yeah. Frank, Frank set him up, but no, it's the neighbor that called because he's like some guy like during the day, like how dumb are you? Like to like do that during Obviously the day when he's not around. sneaking around good enough either. Yeah. So the police eventually got a hold of Frank's phone records 
And he not only spoke to Nick Harvey, but he was also in contact with Lynn's husband, Fred, uh-huh. which literally <laughs> makes no sense because, but wait, well, wait till you hear this crazy story. But another crazy fact about this is that their own son, Charlie, mm-hmm. asked, Chuck. Ch- well, no, Charlie, he went by Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> He asked the police detective, did my father have anything to do with my mother's murder? But he continued to reassure him because in the beginning, they, there was nothing tying him to it until they basically had to hide what they knew. Because but the they, fact that his son is asking, it's like his son knows something. Like yeah. if my mom died, I wouldn't be like, oh, did my stepdad have something to do with it? Yeah, exactly. Well, like he knew. He maybe. knew <laughs> he knew just living in that household that something it, was, it had yeah. to be because his mom was an amazing person and like a robbery in that neighborhood, like nothing nothing bad happens in that neighborhood. It, it was like um safe, no violent crime, you yeah, know. Yeah, but it, the it nicer neighborhoods of. are usually where burglaries happen because they have more. But it take. didn't. Like there was even a girl on there who lived in that area. And she said, none of the kids were ever scared. You know, they would be out all hours in the night. And it was just like, they were afraid, like after this happened, because they're like, is it really like, are these people burglarizing or like, are they going to come back? And it was just like a mess. Like, but the police had to just keep it under wraps because they knew that if Fred knew that they were looking into him, that he would basically run and hide flee. and yeah. yeah, flee or whatever. But he, you know, it, it was just like, they, they just had to make sure that they didn't make mistakes from this point on. Too so, late for that. <laughs> well, I mean, the detectives were just like, no, we can't like do anything wrong at this point. We have to make sure we do it all the right way. So they ended up asking Fred if he knew anyone from Port Wainimi. And he said, yes, Frank Caramel, claiming he bought a used B&W from him for $25,000. Although, Jeez. yeah. That's expensive which, for a used car. Yeah, exactly. That's my thought, too. But he didn't live in Port Wainimi. He lived in Woodland Hills. So that kind of was like another dead giveaway. Fred admitted to lending Frank over a hundred grand. What? Yeah. For which, what? Which basically what they said was it's like he owns him now. Like you gotta do something for me. Like I'm giving you all this money. So he basically murder. made him find a way to murder his wife. And on the check that he wrote for the car, it said delivery November 7th to the 8th of 04. So it was in between those dates. Mm-hmm. But um, he said he was out of town. So he that's when he was going to deliver the car. Um, they started tapping their phones. And Fred's phone 
they were tapping his and they got a conversation. He was like messing, almost like toying with the police. Like he would call them to kind of see where they were or kind of like act like, oh, well, you know, this could be a possibility. Um, but he had Frank on hold and he's like, did you hear it? And he's like, yeah, I did. Like he, and Frank was kind of being a little bit more smarter about it and trying not to say anything because at that point they didn't have him yet. Um, that's when they, uh, asked the undercover team led by Chris Nelson, um, to get involved. Um, so they called Frank basically pretending to be Nick. Like they wanted a call from an inmate phone, you know, where it says the call collector, whatever, (laughs) trying to pretend like it was him. So they called Frank and Frank didn't accept the call. They called Fred and he did answer. And the guy was pretending to be Nick saying he needed money. And he's like, yeah, I need you to talk to um, your guy and like kind of see if he can get money for like a lawyer or whatever. So then um, he was just like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And then um, the detective, Chris, pretended to be Nick's uncle uh uncle he said his name was uncle john and um he asked frank for money and he kind of like tried to like tiptoe around it to see if he would call fred and get the money and (laughs) um and he just he didn't um but then he was like okay let's meet you know the next day well he didn't hear from him So he calls him and he's like, have you talked to Fred? And he's like, no. He's like, but I think I can help you out. He's like, so basically he agreed to meet him at the Thousand Oaks Mall. Ooh, I've been there. Yeah, off the (laughs) Lynn Road. Uh Uh-huh. Ironic. And he said he was going to show up in like a really cheap car. He ended up coming in a brand new Lexus SUV and... What? Um, yeah, like he, he, so they knew that he spent the money Yeah, that he was given. So the hundred thousand, they recorded the exchange and he gave him a thousand dollars. That's when they knew they got him there. He's like, he's done. Like you gave money. Mm-hmm. So once he was caught, he thought that he was helping the cops. He's like, well, I didn't kill her. Like, so let me help them out and then I'll be home. <laughs> didn't little did he know to exactly to so, a murder frank agreed to trap fred and you know schedule a meetup so he ended up calling frank uh fred or frank called fred's house phone and he started to leave a message on the machine and then halfway through his message fred answers he agreed to meet at a local restaurant and at the time, he said like 7.30. It was like minutes passed. He was late. And then they could see him casing, casing the place to see if he could see, like if there's anybody like around. So he shows up and he has a notebook in his hand. Mm. And he didn't talk when he first arrived. He sat down and he wrote on a piece of paper and he goes, are you wired? And Frank goes, I'm not. Of course, he didn't believe him. He just kind of was like tiptoeing around the conversation and 
Frank just was just like, you know, we wouldn't be in this position if you, you know, if you didn't want this to happen. Like it was just like back and forth, back and forth. They were just arguing about whose fault it was. And then he said, you know, Nick was very sloppy. He even wrote that on the piece of paper. So they're just like, we got him. Like he just, he fucked up. Like he messed up. He shouldn't have said that. So the next morning, the police showed up at his house and he was like, in his pajamas and he's like, what's going on? Like, they're like, we're here to arrest you, you know? And then they found that note in his trash can at his house saying <laughs> sloppy Nick, like he Dang. didn't even like throw it out anywhere else. Burn it. it was, yeah. Nothing. Like it was at his house. Like Jeez. as soon as his son Charlie found out that he was arrested. He was happy. Dang. Like, so he knew. Yeah. He knew that his father Good old had chunk. To- <laughs> <laughs> like, how sad. Like, yeah. your mother's murdered and Ugh. you're happy that your dad was caught. Like, your dad must be a total jerk. Like, so oh, if I knew my dad murdered my mom, done for. Yeah. So, I mean, the day that he found out he was at school and like, he, he didn't believe it. Like he didn't believe it was real. How like, old was he at the time? He was 14. Dang. He so was he so was young. Barely, yeah. He was in like high a school, freshman, like, freshman yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was like, it's almost like he thought it was a joke, but then it wasn't until his dad came in and crying and it was, he was just and like, his mom was murdered. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, Jeez. he, he, he went to his house and that's when he saw like the police tape and he was just like, Oh my God, this is like real. So he called his uncle Mark and that was Lynn's brother to let him know what happened. And even though like Mark did not like Fred, like, because Fred was like, he wasn't humble about having like a lot of money and he was a very cheap, opinionated, self-involved man. He described him as being that way. And there was even one time that they went to dinner that Fred made Mark pay for it. (laughs) And and he had a lot of money. So for him to be selfish like that and make him pay was just like, no wonder like her family. I know so many men in my life like that, that have done that Mm -hmm. to me, like personal trainers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's crazy, but I mean, he didn't like him from the get go and he, I guess one time Lynn went to visit her brother, like he wrote, like, he's like, I don't want your husband to come. And she went like without her husband, he wrote a letter, you know, gave it to, how would you feel though? If you were married to somebody that like your siblings or your friends didn't like, and they're just like, "Mm, I'd rather them not come. I mean, that, that would be hard, but like, you'd have to be understanding if, if they really are like that, you know? Well, You'd yeah, have to but be like, also look. it's like, I'd rather have a husband that like, everybody's like, oh, I'm so excited to see you and your husband. I, yeah. <laughs> but I think that this must've been like after years, like of it, you know, it had to be, yeah, but gross. Yeah. He, he wrote a letter to Fred and he's like, give it to him. And she did. And then like at the funeral, he's like, do you really feel that way still? And he's like, no, he's like, I don't. And, you know, I think he was more like trying to keep, um, you know, keep, keep a good composure. So for her, the sake of her son, because he wanted to still be a part of, you know, his life now that his sister was gone. And 
of course he didn't want to believe that her husband had anything to do with it and it's always the beginning (laughs) yeah but nothing pointed at first nothing and obviously the police didn't tell him right away so nothing nothing in it like pointed to him at the time that they knew of it wasn't until the police got all this information without anybody knowing you know that he was involved you know and they were married for 25 years and it was when lynn wanted a divorce he moved oh, out 25? of 25 yeah they were married i thought you 20. said 11 after no oh, when she so, got had okay yeah when she it, had her son okay so he moved out of the house and she was you know her son said she was happy she was finally happy excited excited about life and mm-hmm. you know her son was even happy like they were both happy and uh he was just um behind closed doors he was abusive he was very abusive he would beat charlie and then when lynn would pr- try to protect him he would beat her so and it happened so often uh, that her son thought it was normal mm-hmm. he thought that it was like normal to kids yeah they see that they they think it's their life it. they, uh-huh. they they're not phased by it because they're just like oh it's just my normal life and I guess it wasn't until he had some friends come over and they noticed that like, this is not normal. Oh, that would be horrible. Yeah. So it was, um, it was crazy. Um, but there was a time that she said that she wanted to leave, but she was afraid and, but he was happy, you know, that they would finally be away from his abuse. Yeah, for sure. How does it feel recording in a closet? <laughs> does it feel good? Does it feel claustrophobic? I would feel so claustrophobic. Yeah, it feels a little hot in here. <laughs> I know you're like, wearing your new Mexican well, jacket. Well, because it was cold. It was cold in here. <laughs> now it's like getting hot. So, um, you know, when she wanted a divorce, she hired an attorney. And she just wanted fair division between them. She literally did not know anything about their finances because he was in control of all of it. Mm. And what's crazy is that I think, obviously, it's always about money. You know, it's always about divorce. This is Mm -hmm. usually when it happens when the woman wants to leave. You know, and he, he, she just wanted it to be fair. She was with him for 25 years. She had to deal with this, you know, the entire time. So what he was worth and what they had and everything, including their house was six to $7 million. Wow. it's a lot of money. And she didn't know. And she, you know, the, the lawyer was afraid for her. You know, she said, you need to get a restraining order. And she's like, no, she's like, well, I'm really- look at how hard it is to get a restraining order. As yep. you've seen. she said um, it doesn't matter if you have a restraining order if he's uh-huh. going to kill me he's going to kill me nothing yeah. is going to stop him from doing that and she would- i just like don't understand if you're like your marriage is so estranged and like it's that bad mm-hmm. like then oh, okay move on with your life if you murder your spouse or your ex-spouse or whatever like you're gonna get found out and then what she's gone and now you're in prison for the rest of your life like yeah I think he thought he was gonna get away with it because he ended up moving back in the house and he was taking care of his son and it's just like I mean that's scary like 
Yeah. After your father murders your mom and then you you're living with your dad. And it's just like, you know, I'm sure deep down, even after the police kept telling him, no, like it was just a burglary gone wrong. And he just like in his head, he's thinking, no, my dad had something to do with it's it. Like, and no, he, I know exactly. And he's happened. a 14-year-old boy and he's thinking this. It's like, wow, like oh, that's sad. Really sad. Yeah. So after three years, they finally went on to try uh on trial for her murder. They all three men got a uh, life in prison. Um, it took them about less than three hours to reach their verdicts and even fred tried to appeal his conviction over and over again and he find like in this year <laughs> april 2021 so after so he tried to appeal his conviction mm. and he failed and lost uh, the bid for it in april 2021 okay so yeah he tried to fight it and it's like no dude like <laughs> you're you're guilty like they they made the right decision but yeah. yeah, he, he was, ado- um, Charlie was adopted by his uncle, Mark, and he was happy. Like he lived a great life. And even though like he missed his mom, you know, that situation didn't define who he was as a person. It did influence him, but. Oh, I can't imagine, like, imagine you're an only child and your mm-hmm. mother gets murdered and your yep. father did like hire yeah. somebody to do it. When, when she tried to escape from the abuse and that's what happens to her. And it's sad. It happens so many times when women stay stay for too long and they just end up, they're like, the men are like, no, you're not leaving. I have several people in my life right now where I'm like, Mm -hmm. that could be you. You could be in one of these episodes. It's really sad really sad it's crazy but you know this this case really got to me I'm just like I can't believe it like everything just it was like for one thing like the whole situation was dumb like how he went about it like like if you're gonna kill somebody like at least do it in a smart way like you did it in the dumbest way possible and like I don't know like you thought you were gonna get caught that was like too scared to even do it so they got caught right away too yeah, like he, I he thought he was gonna get away with it scot free, like, and he was gonna live his life with his six million dollars. Like, I I just don't know how like subconsciously you could do that. Like, that's just because crazy he didn't care. Him. Like, he liked having that's the power. Sociopathic, over her. sociopathic behavior, though. Uh-huh. That's not normal. Yeah, like, he's crazy in the head too. Like, if I hired somebody to murder whoever my husband my baby daddy whatever and I'm just like all right here I go with the rest of my life that's sad Mm -hmm. and like the fact that she was murdered right when they separated like they weren't gonna go after him like come on yeah like that's not obvious like Mm -hmm. even if he waited a couple of years he still would have been a suspect so yeah not just that but the fact that their own child was like did my dad do this like (sighs) He knew that like, like they, I knew they the should've... very first sentence. <laughs> oh yeah. Like m- most times, most times it's the significant other. Like it's very rare that it's when it comes to situations like this, that it's anybody well, else. They should be investigated regardless every time. Which they did. They did. Yes, they but did. they all they had to find how they were all connected, obviously, because they're like, how does he know this guy from Port Wyneme? Like that's like a random place if you're from Long Beach. 
yeah you know you're a rich aerospace like how did he even know like frank like he it didn't even probably say. knew connections which are so deep that none of us know which is mm-hmm. like a part of their secret exactly like it's just crazy and like the guy frank he was just got married like young his wife was young and like little did she yeah, know that her husband 14 years older than her wasn't he no not no that's fred i'm talking uh, about frank the, the their gym. names are so similar no fred man fred <laughs> is the the murderer yeah yeah he's he's the murderer or not even the murderer but he's the murderer for hire man but frank was the middleman that contracted nick who was the actual murderer so nick was like just a young bodybuilder like he did steroids (laughs) i just picture one of my exes you know who (laughs) yeah that's almost basically like it would be like him doing it like Mm -hmm. you're you're basically like barely starting out your life and this guy comes up to you and be like i got a hundred grand but i'm gonna give you five (laughs) thousand like done 2500 now but i don't think i don't think that guy realized that how much he got like for being the middleman like he was just well he was obviously just like he probably dumb. knew this guy was a dummy. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you're dumb enough to take five grand for murder. I pick things up and I put them back down. Yeah. <laughs> Weight lift. <laughs> oh, what do they man. call them? Muscle heads? Yeah. Like some kind of beefcake. I don't know. Beefcake? <laughs> You've never heard of beefcake? Well, yeah, but not I, unless you're using it in a different, like, I don't know. Like, how are you using it as? <laughs> Depends. Like a strong man? No, like I I think a beefcake is like a sexy man, like not like, oh, like look at that beefcake, not like a strong man. I don't know. I've never heard of You think that that. some flab a flabby dude is called a beefcake? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Wow. I am also 10 years older than you, so maybe it's different for both of us. (laughs) Well, because I just watched um Ghostbusters, the one with the women. Oh, was it good? Well, I was talking about the old one, but oh, the new mind. one, the new one, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, but it was very serious and very like, kind of, kind of scary. Yeah. Cause the, the one with the women in it is very comedic. I never saw that one, but I do want to see it. Which one? The one with the women? Yeah. I've never seen Literally it. that's like my child's favorite movie <laughs> and we watch it all the time. And so I told my roommates, I was like, let's watch it. Cause it's so funny. And I watch it literally all the time so we watched it tonight and they call chris hemsworth because he's in it at one point and they're like who's mm-hmm. the flying beefcake so oh okay like, yeah, <laughs> well, i just think it's beefcake. like a sexy a sexy man I don't strong know. a sexy I strong man yeah but you're not use... just like a sexy flabby man <laughs> well no <laughs> <laughs> right so but... a strong man who's sexy yeah i guess <laughs> i don't know the way you Girl... use it it's funny you're so crazy i am not gonna lie to you right now i really have to pee (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you everybody for joining us i appreciate it yes um... thank you this is one of those like 
cases where I was like, I knew right away who it was because it's mm-hmm. usually. But I'm glad you haven't other. heard it. So that's oh, I haven't. That's <laughs> good. Shocking. I know. I'm trying to find stories that you haven't heard. So I'm looking yeah, in different line, areas. Dateline deep dark. I'm web. probably gonna look at cold case files because I know you haven't seen those. Some of the newer ones I have. No, there's so many. Like, oh my gosh, those shows have like years and years. Yeah, no, I exactly. You're right. They do. But I don't like cold case files because they're unsolved. No, they're not. The ones that I watch are solved. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. Cold cases, they've been cold and then they get solved. Yeah, unsolved mysteries where I'm like watching them and I'm like so disappointed because they're unsolved and you're like yeah you're watching unsolved mysteries. I like to watch the ones that are solved. I do too, but like we've said, the unsolved ones are Uh, important too. Exactly, which we will tell more of those for sure. Yes, but next episode I'm gonna do a paranormal ghost story because I want to get just a little bit back into that because oh yeah yeah they're fun too. Yes, yeah. it is. I can't I'm wait. I'm so excited for those. Um, and true crime. We gotta do a little bit. I want to do an alien one too. Like, oh yeah, and you really live in really alien nation. <laughs> I do, Roswell. Oh, oh. I want to go there, even though you said that it's not that like great. But <laughs> but maybe there's areas nearby that so crazy be worth it. is when you were saying that. I went onto Snooky's Instagram and she saw. <laughs> in roswell and i was all oh shoot she's like we should have went i know because she's she likes that show roswell though oh i do too but like the old one oh yeah i used to watch the old one too yeah she likes that (laughs) they redid it and i don't think it made it past a season but i mean um, i thought it was pretty good but obviously it's not the same i've never seen it i don't know if i want to watch it because the old one or the new one any of them it's good but it's like I mean, a twilight also, but for aliens i guess i mean i don't know you you, you like weird stuff i'm just kidding like what thousand pound sisters yeah because <laughs> it motivates me to not become okay a thousand i pounds. like mo- i like shows and movies and you're just like what no. <laughs> like ghost whisper so old <laughs> You probably like Gilmore Girls too. I do. And that's I a good knew show. <laughs> I like all those shows back in the day. Come on. I was a baby in diapers. Ooh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you were. Can't like, relate. I don't know. Can't relate. Okay, but I'm dead serious. I really have to pee. So okay. thank well, you. Well, thank you everyone for joining. Us. We appreciate it. Goodbye. And get ready for Thanksgiving that's coming up. Oh, and yes. The episode after that's going to be gonna be my episode so everybody enjoy your thanksgiving have fun and eat uh, tons of food and get sluggish and stay (laughs) still in one place for forever except for black friday that's where i sleep go shopping oh (laughs) me too i don't go shopping that day Mm -mm. online cyber monday okay bye bye everyone